Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 5, Episode 5, Dual Citizenship. With me, as always, is the lovely Jen Runkle. Hello. All right, so I have a question about this title. Like, I thought, yeah, we have our transcripts that we use. And so I thought maybe this was just a mistype, and it's dual citizenship, D-U-E-L. And I looked on Hulu, and that, it is the actual correct spelling. spelling. It's just, like, what's it supposed to mean? Like, Robin's battling herself to figure this out? Oh, or? yeah. It's a play on words. Okay, because I was like... Good call. A, yeah, I was kind of confused because I was like, is there a duel in this? Like, are the swords coming back out? Like, <laughs> Well, no, I remember spelling this out earlier before I looked at the title as D-U-A-L, and then mm-hmm. I saw it was D-U-E-L, and I was like, oh, maybe I have my duels mixed up. Maybe I'm... Maybe my brain, <laughs> right. I have the wrong duels, meaning the wrong thing. Because that happens to me a lot, is I... If two words are spelled differently but sound the same, and have different meanings, I, I will often mix them up. You know, like... What are some examples of that? I can't think of a single one. <laughs> but I believe you. <laughs> um, so I was waiting, yeah, and looking at all the trivia and stuff, I was like kind of waiting for an explanation of this, and I never got one. So. No, that makes sense. It's America versus okay. Canada. Okay. So we don't have any write-ins this week, this week although... Everybody gave up on us because yeah, we took such a long hiatus. <laughs> they did, although I did write Jonathan back because he, he had written to us last, I think... And so I wrote him back and said that, you know, sorry we've been gone so long. And I did mention to him that we did include his comments Mm -hmm. and why we were gone so long. And he, you know, gave his condolences and wrote back for that. But I don't need to include that. Sure, sure. Since we don't have any write-ins this week, first of all, we'll start off with just a quick little conversation about the How I Met Your Father episode two. Yes. Maybe we should have known what the name of that episode was. Do you remember? <laughs> no. So we just watched it like we would watch any other show. We didn't take notes. We didn't print out a transcript. We were just kind of watching it as normal people who watch TV. I was scoring it as we went. Oh, were you? Yeah. I definitely was not. Let me get the episode name. FOMO. Oh, yeah. Okay. So for, the, for those of you who don't know the term FOMO, I think most of you do. Probably. It's used to express the... Fear of missing out. Yes, but I was trying to think of what that would be. An idiom or... Acronym? It's an acronym, yes. <laughs> but fear of missing out, like that, that terminology you know, means something. I'm really struggling with it, though. But fear of missing out, they talk about that a lot when it comes to investing in a company. People sometimes invest in companies because they have FOMO, fear of missing out on a big score. That's where I've mm-hmm. usually heard it. In this case, it's the name in this episode of a club. That's interesting. I was, so I'm watching Inventing Anna on Netflix about Anna Delvey and like... Is that a real person? Yeah. It, she was like essentially like this fake heiress that was running around New York like scamming people mm. for a while a few <clears throat> years ago. And in that it kind she of... She stole my story. <laughs> but in that she kind of convinces somebody to invest in a company kind of based on that well like oh I you know I told my dad to invest in Facebook he didn't listen to me <laughs> okay so kind of yeah a little bit of a corollary there of what you were saying that's interesting I had actually never heard of that in terms of investing I, th- I think I'd always heard it more in terms of like social media of like everybody looks to be like they're doing cool stuff all the time mm-hmm. and you know why am I not invited kind of that's actually the only place I've ever heard of it was 
in regards to business. Oh, that's interesting. Very different. <laughs> very different interpretations. So in this episode of How I Met Your Father, it's basically Valentina is sick of Charlie. He's smothering her. And they come up with a plan to offload him on some guy friends so that he's not always hanging around her. So they think of the guys that they met last week. Mm-hmm. Jesse and Sid. Call them up to go out and do something. And so they go to the club FOMO and all this time. Actually, this club sounds awesome. Like, it, all these different themed rooms. Oh, yeah. It actually was. That's true. <laughs> I would like to go to that. There was a bar I used to go to in D.C. called Decades when I was in my early 20s. And it had three floors. There was the 70s, 80s, and 90s floors. <laughs> nice. And it was kind of fun. It does sound fun. I feel I can't remember the name of the club. I feel like there was one in Pittsburgh that had kind of like similar, like one was maybe like a country sort of one, and then one was like more like a douchey club kind of feel. I can't remember what the other one was, but it was all kind of like in the same building. Yeah, you could kind of jump between the themes. Didn't I take you to a date in Old Town Alexandria where upstairs was a nice restaurant, or the main floor was a nice restaurant, upstairs a jazz band was playing, and then in the basement was an 80s rock bar? Did we ever go to that? I think we did because they still had smoking. Was it, was in, the it in Arlington or was it Georgetown? It was Old Town Alexandria. Oh, I remember us going. Oh, you know when we went there? We remember we stayed in Old Town on an anniversary once when we yeah. dumped Tyler on our on <laughs> yeah. my brother's family, and then right. yeah, that's when we went to it. But we didn't stay very long because they still allowed smoking inside there. Oh no, I don't remember that. I don't the know one I'm how th- I'm remembering like an '80s bar that we went to in like Georgetown. This yeah. is getting way off topic. Okay. <laughs> so at any rate, there's also sort of a side story going on about how Jesse is con- is convinced by his friend Sal. Sid. Sid, thanks. That this is a setup between, you know, they're planning on setting up him and Sophie. Right. And, and he, he soon realizes that that's not what it is. Although I think Valentina may have, may have hinted at it that. There might be something between them. In the meantime, Sophie is having some sort of game of identify people that look like Jason Momoa. Yeah, I guess it was something they started with, yeah, when they were still just texting. And so now Ian had sent her one that he had recently seen. And so there was a conversation about, like, is this, is this okay for him to be doing? Like, this is like the cutesy kind of like couple sort of thing. It didn't he, I mean, I know they agreed not to date each other further, but did they plan on keeping in touch? I don't think we heard that in the last episode. I don't episode. think they decided. I mean, I, th- so I th- that was like the interpretation from the friends of like, oh no, he can't be doing that. He didn't want to be with you. And I think it's like, okay, well, you, they're friends. Like, I think you could still keep up that like, hey, it's a funny thing. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, she spends a lot of time kind of thinking about... And I guess it gets set up to be sort of like a split of like, do I stick with what's comfortable in texting this guy that there isn't, you know, the possibility of being in a relationship with right now, or do I kind of try to move on? And So this is their way of keeping Ian in the story without having mm-hmm. him in the story. Right. This episode, I thought was a, just a little bit funnier than the first one. Not by much. There was some good, some weird Ellen stuff going on at the bar. Yeah. She was making some weird faces as she was dancing with other women. And it, as it turns out, 
She got rejected by all of them, but still had a good time, I think. Yeah, the interpretation I had of it was like she got rejected by everybody, but there were options. And I guess that just wasn't a thing where she's from. Right. And so just the fact that, like, okay, well, this didn't work out, but there's a million more women I can meet tomorrow. So in the end, Charlie moves out, but they're going to continue to date each other. And Jesse and Sophie decide that they're going to be friends and not try and go down that dating route with each other, at least for now. And then Sid's trying to kind of set up his bar. It looks like this was a very brief storyline of he kind of wants to have, you know, regulars who order regular things. and so like Which Charlie starts to do. Like, yeah, which I thought was kind of a cute you know, wrap up that. Charlie did. Yeah, Charlie was in the bar and kind of said, like, hey, you know, another of my usuals, and that made Sid really happy. So I thought that was yeah, cute. The characters can be kind of charming in this show, but it's still not very funny yet. Yeah, and I feel Jonathan I warned us that I, it wouldn't listen <laughs> until the third episode. So I, I had a couple more laughs in the first one. I would have ranked this 194, which is, I think, maybe a spot or two higher than the last one if okay. it was part of the How I Met Your Mother universe. Oh, so yeah, I can't remember any of them offhand, but I feel like there was one or two like really, really bad jokes, but there was enough, you know. Which episode did you like better? The second, second one, definitely. Okay. Yeah. All right, a little tiny bit better in my opinion. So. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's it was definitely better than the pilot, so heading in the right direction, but it wasn't, yeah, like nothing was blowing me away. All right, that's enough of that because we've already taken up like, although a lot of this will be edited out, <laughs> we've already taken up about seven or eight minutes of this podcast, which is more than I wanted to take on How I Met Your Father this week. I did want to share a BBC, that's British Broadcasting Corporation, poll of the 100 best episodes, or I'm sorry, 100 best TV shows of all time. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. I will say that, you know, I'll start off with the top ten. Ten was Succession. Nine was the UK office. Eight, The Americans. Seven, The Leftovers. Six, I May Destroy You. I don't know what that is. It's an HBO show that got really good buzz, but I haven't seen it. Five, Game of Thrones. Four, Fleabag. Great show, although mm-hmm. not surprising it's that high on a British right. broadcast. It's going to say, I feel like this is you know, very skewed, obviously, to British TV. <laughs> Three is Breaking Bad. Hmm. Two, Mad Men. And one is The Wire. Now, the reason I bring up this list is because number 86 is How I Met Your Mother, which I think is pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Considering it's 100 shows of all time that okay. it would be put in the top 100. Sure. They actually had 30 Rock as number 17. Nice. Another one of our favorites. I have other stuff, but I'm going to save them for another time. And instead, go ahead and jump into Dual Citizenship. I thought this episode was okay. I thought it was very unbalanced, the... The Ted Marshall Lily stuff was really good, I thought, and then I then the Barney and Robin stuff was just okay. I enjoyed it, but I had then also had a hard time finding a best joke, but I also had a hard time finding a worst joke. So it was one of those like it was a good episode, but it wasn't a great episode, but it was enjoyable enough. Well, we'll start at the top. It's a little introduction or reminder of how Robin is a little different. She sometimes dresses different, which is exemplified by her wearing spring wear as they're about to go ice skating and everyone else is all bundled up. And the narrator is pointing out that this is because she grew up in Canada. Right. True. And we've seen this theme before of her not being cold in the winter, although yeah. Marshall was the same way in that episode. They didn't have him do it this time. Right. I think That's they were draw, trying to draw more of a distinction between her and the rest of them. She sometimes talked a little differently. They have her 
having a conversation, saying something to Ted that's completely in Canadian. Hydro <laughs> Bill, a reference to some Canadian strongman, Garburator. Is Garburator a real term? Because I yeah. kind of love it. <laughs> like, can we use that? Like, you flip on the Garburator for me? And she hung out at different bars. They show her rioting at the at the Hoser Hut, which we saw in Little Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Which comes back later this episode. Mm-hmm. That little brawl. So we have them at McLaren. She's saying, make fun of the Great White North all you want. It's the best country in the world. Barney contests this and proves that our country's the best in the world by chanting... Com- Sorry, like, I feel like this. we kind of just jumped into... A conversation without like a lead up, or she's yeah, just that's out for some point. reason just defending Canada. <laughs> that's a good point. Clearly, as the narrator's saying these things, they must at the bar have been making fun of her for something Canadian. Yeah, that makes sense. So they just kind of jumped into it. Barney, to prove that U.S. is better, starts chanting USA at the bar, USA, and everyone joins in. Which again, this is skewed because they're in the USA, right? Of course. And, <laughs> Robin tries to prove that they would chant anything and tries to get them going on Canada. Canada it doesn't does work. not make a good chant. And just to prove her wrong, Barney starts <laughs> chanting shrimp fried rice and everyone starts chanting from shrimp fried fried whoa. Shrimp shrimp fried <laughs> rice with them. Clearly I would not have been able to join in on that. Nope. And then you get Ted coming going, Shrimp fried rice, totally. And I don't I know love if you watched scene. Ted come in. Like he comes in, hears everybody, and then kind of starts bouncing <laughs> as he's chanting, walking over, to, or you know, bouncing over to the table. It's really funny. It was a good start to the show. Ted announces to Marshall that Gazola's is closing, and that is a pizza place in Chicago that they used to road trip to, and it's not good pizza either. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's unclear they, how they. they how they found it. Right. Why they did this. Did they possibly pass through Chicago on the way back up to Ohio? No, that can't. I, no, because no, it would have been. Right. Yeah, because like, they would have dropped Ted off, or you know, Marshall would have dropped Ted off in Ohio and then kept going. So yeah, maybe it's something Marshall knew about from, I don't know if he would have gone through Chicago. But they used to road trip to it for 22 hours with no map. They'd just jump in the Fiero and drive. That's when they really became bros. They ate nothing but jerky, drank nothing but tantrum. Turns out tantrum is some heightened Mountain Dew, I yeah. guess. I'd say it's like a surge corollary, if you remember surge. No, I don't remember surge. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of heightened Mountain Dew. They said tantrum was a soft drink with the highest caffeine content legally available over the counter. And it was discontinued after an extensive study by the FDA. And we see a mouse explode, which is kind of <laughs> silly. but <laughs> It was very silly, but I liked it. Marshall says that he drank a, they went through a whole case in one trip, and he was colorblind for the next two weeks. And Marshall passes out when he hears church bells because of it. That's my worst joke. <laughs> this doesn't make good. any sense. <laughs> That's what's kind of funny about it. So Marshall wants to know when are they leaving for Gar- Gazola's tomorrow. This kind of comes out on the back of Ted complaining about so many things about the trip. So when <laughs> right. are we going? And Ted says nine. Right. So the next day, Ted's ready. He has baby wipes. He has a variety of jerky and six cans of tantrum. One burned through the can, which I thought was funny. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and then he he drank one himself. He tears a pillow in half and yells tantrum. I like these <laughs> fits of feats of strength based right. on having drunk the tantrum and then yelling tantrum. <laughs> He's psyched. Mostly because him and Marshall haven't done a guy's thing in a while, and 
Marshall and, and Lily are really turning into a we, and they do a flashback of them on the phone with Ted. He's asking them what they're doing as they're at the bar, and they keep saying we about everything. Well, actually, he's asking Marshall what he's doing. And That's Marshall's right. Marshall's there with Lily and answering we, and I think of this all the time because I definitely do this. <laughs> like, people like, how are you? Oh, we're good. <laughs> it's just my default mode. Uh-huh. And I always think of this episode, I'm like, should I not do that? (laughs) That's because you're always putting the family first. I think people appreciate that about you. Hopefully. Marshall is answering a question about how it went at the doctor. He says, we no longer have a hemorrhoid problem. I like Ted's face. I like doing this, just such disgust of... I actually noticed Lily and Marshall, like, he says that, and then they kind of look lovingly at each other. (laughs) It's so weird. Robin enters. She's got a legal problem that might get her kicked out of the country, having to do with that slight disagreement at the hoser hut. Yes, apparently she broke this guy's nose with a chair. He's filing charges, and she could get deported. Ted sympathizes, but then needs to go do push-ups in the kitchen and yells tantrum again. Robin says she can become an American citizen, which Barney likes the idea of, and insists she goes to take the citizenship test tomorrow. He's going to help her study for it. And then he runs through a list of study euphemisms that are replacements for sex. Right. But but Robin kind of doesn't agree to this at first. You know, she's she's debating. You know, she is Canadian. Yeah, her family's there. And I do like Barney's, I know. And it's provided us with a lot of laughs. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, and then he goes into, like, you know, He'll help her study for the test. We go on with some more Canada shaming. Yes. And then we cut back to Marshall entering with a hat with the, the drinks on each side. He's got tantrum on one side and coffee on the other. <laughs> and then he tears a uh, phone book in half. Not like opened <laughs> up on the scene, but like down the Just middle. literally as it's closed. And then Lily enters. <laughs> Ted asks the rhetorical, you invited Lily? And Marshall responds with, we most certainly mm-hmm. did. Yeah, that's good. I do like Barney popping in with the super obvious, he did the wee thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so they get in the car. Next stop, Chicago. Lily stops them. I have to pee. <laughs> and this is where Ted learns that Lily just pees a lot. <laughs> did you, did, why didn't you go before we left? I did. I just pee a lot. You'll see. <laughs> and then she all of a sudden starts taking swigs of water out of a giant water <laughs> container. Right. Marshall reassures him it'll just be like old times. But it wasn't. We get a lot of flashbacks. And so, you know, in 1999, Ted and Marshall are singing, you know, their Proclaimer song. As they swing jerky around. The biggest slabs of jerky I've ever seen. And back to the current, back to the present, Lily's got sugar snap peas. (laughs) And that reminds her she has to pee. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is really you. This is absolutely me. Oh, my me. God. At the worst times, too. Like, Jen and I will be in really serious conversations where we're getting a lot accomplished and communicating with each other. <laughs> and without a doubt, she has to pee in the middle of it. And see, I know that's how it appears to you, but by the time I say I have to pee, I've been holding it for, like, a good 15 minutes, and it's about to be an emergency situation. Because usually when we're having serious conversations, I'm drinking water. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that does not help. We get a scene where Lily gives Ted a punch buggy, yellow punch, and that reminds her she has to pee because of the yellow. <laughs> we keep getting all these little flashbacks. Another one is Ted driving naked through a tooth uh, toll booth. <laughs> Did you notice it's thank you? 
No, I missed it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I did notice it, but I didn't relate it to his earlier thank yous that sound like that. So now Lily's going to suggest that they listen to something. Ted suggests Jerky Boy as well. Ugh. Awful. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast, and I, when I was seeing this scene, I was trying to remember, what podcast was it that they were trying to, someone was trying to explain to somebody else who the Jerky Boys were. <laughs> I think it was Dax Shepard. Drink. <laughs> Actually, I was yeah, trying to explain it to Zoe Deschanel. I thought maybe you guys had a fight. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we're good. Lily Marshall had something different in mind. Goodbye, Sparky. And I like the 2009 of it all, where it's a literal like CD audio book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. how quaint! It's not a real book, but it is really narrated by Kenny Rogers. In this oh, was it really? Yeah. Nice. I was wondering. I forgot to look that up, or if it was just somebody doing a Kenny Rogers impersonation. And so I think the funniest part of this is just like, you know, it starts and it's all cutesy about this dog and Lillian Marshall. Wait, do we need to back up and say who the jerky boys were? No, it's not okay. important. <laughs> they did crank calls on the on yeah. on audio tapes. Yeah. All right. They're very bro-y. Um, yeah, a lot of them were don't age well. <laughs> right. Um, so, she, yeah, this cutesy story about a dog and like Lillian Marshall keep kind of like... Looking at each other, and they're all, like, very touched by the story already. It's Early on, there's a moment where Kenny Rogers reads, Mother was fit to be tied every time he used her prized rhododendron to do his business. Then <laughs> Lily, that reminds me, I have to pee. <laughs> We're back at the apartment, and Barney is quizzing Robin. At first, it's citizenship-type questions, and then they move on to just... Like pop culture kind of stuff. Yeah, because Barney wants her to be ready to be an American, which she isn't. He's got to get the Canadian out of her, so he's created another list of questions, which have to do with a picture of Queen Elizabeth, who Barney thinks is Elton John. Something about curling, which he doesn't want her to know about. And we flip back to the road trip. (laughs) It's just listing the kinds of balls that Sparky liked to chase. And did you see Marshall's face during this scene? She had like a big grin, sort of like when Lily's chewing things too loud and he doesn't, and he's oblivious. He has the same grin on his face. I was just looking at Ted, who looks so annoyed <laughs> the whole time. This ends disc seven. Audiobook continues on disc eight. It just keeps going. All right, so I have a problem with this because it's just one of those things where there's no way Ted would have said yes to this. No, we're listening to music. Or nothing, or we'll talk. We're not listening to an audiobook. An eight disc audiobook. Of a of a child's of a kid's story. <laughs> I mean, it makes for a good laugh, I get that, but it just it doesn't track. I don't think not. it was a kid's story. I think it was supposed to be like a Marley and Me corollary. No, well, okay, but based on the scenes that we heard, it doesn't seem like that. Or on the on the bits of the story that we heard. It doesn't sound like a an adult book. Do you think there's an eight-disc <laughs> children's book? Maybe it's young adult. <laughs> YA. <laughs> so Ted, narrator Ted, says it was the worst trip ever, but then it got worse. And they arrive at a hotel. Well, he was giving over, so, you know, it, they flip to disc eight, and it keeps listing off the balls, and Ted's like, oh my god, please tell me you have to pee. Well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> the hotel they pull up to is a bed and breakfast called Crumpet Manor, and it only caters <laughs> to couples. Yeah, they really screwed Ted over. That's yeah, they, they, they were horrible friends here. And Marshall wants to make sure that 
single people can have fun here too, right? And she goes, oh, I suppose I could arrange a little recreation. Do you enjoy sitting on the bench? <laughs> and Marshall's kind of like looking at Ted like, see, there's something. <laughs> <laughs> we get more quizzing from Barney to Robin, uh, something about George Jefferson. Then he holds up a picture of Jim Vardy. She thinks it's Jeff Foxworthy and then defends her answer by threatening him and insulting him, which Barney says she now officially passes. That was very <laughs> She's American. Now American. Back at Crumpet Manor, Ted is back from the wishing well, but it did not work. And here's where they learn that, yeah, there's a spa, but it's all designed for couples. Mm-hmm. At this point, Marshall and Lily glob into one big married glob. Globity glob. Which apparently is a tantrum hallucination. <laughs> yeah. So we get Robin walking down the street... She's very very confidently, like, swaggering down the street, I would say. Yeah, she's feeling really American right now. Some car drives by, and she yells, learned English at it for no reason. <laughs> right. Um, then she sees the hoser hut. And she has a little back and forth in her head of, like, well, should she do it? Or, you know, is she moving on from that? Cut to her singing No Canada with the other... <laughs> very emotionally. <laughs> ...patrons, yeah, crying. So Ted's, Ted comes into Marshall and Lily's room. This is, this is a little strange, but I'm going to circle back to this of how... Lily eventually gets up, Marshall's not there, and she just goes ahead with the massages and stuff. Uh-huh. But we'll, we'll circle back. So Ted wants to apologize to Marshall. He says he wants Marshall to come with him to the store and get some beer, which is essentially him just kidnapping Marshall. Right. He doesn't even tell Marshall to change. Marshall's in a robe. Yeah, yeah, even to go get beer. <laughs> right. And it's a really... Although I guess that's Marshall's call. It's Marshall. a real shorty robe, too. Yeah, I, I, yeah. They needed it for a joke of him bending over later, but... True. So Marshall wants to know why they're getting on the highway. Ted says Chicago. And Marshall complains they can't just leave Lily. And Marshall doubts that, you know, how can I do this? I won't even have fun. And then cut to them singing the Proclaimer song again. <laughs> That's four minutes later, so didn't take him long. He's not worried about Lily anymore. We cut to Barney finding Robin in a hotel room. It's just trashed with Canadian stuff. She wants to know what happened as she's waking up hungover. He said she went Canadian. She wants to know how Canadian. He dramatically opens the curtains, and all, <laughs> all you see is a brick building side. It was supposed to be a dramatic view of the Toronto sky. So, skyline. But So she's in Toronto. Uh, apparently, the woman's curling team invited her to a Brian Adams rich little double bill of Toronto. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, Brian Adams, you know. Yeah, I know Brian Adams. Rich Little is does voice imitations. He's like one of the most famous people to do impressions. Oh, really? Seems like ever a, a weird combination yeah. concert. <laughs> I feel like there used to be a time when comedians opened up for rock stars, but this was obviously just putting two, <laughs> two Canadians, Canadians together on into <laughs> a show. I've never heard of this person. Yeah, he hasn't been much of a pop culture name since the eighties. Okay, but he was big in like the seventies and eighties. Doing voices. Barney lets Robin know that she called, said she was never coming back, so he jumped on a plane and flew across the Atlantic to get to Canada to find her. Robin thinks that, who's she kidding? She's Canadian. She always will be. Barney's going to get her some coffee and sober her up. They go to Timmy, Timmy Ho. Timmy Ho. Tim Hortons. Which we have to say every time we go there. Mm-hmm. We get to Ted and Marshall in the pizza place. It's just like old times. And... Apparently, everything's bad on this pizza except for the crust, the secret, according to the guy behind the counter, is it's cornmeal, 
which makes Marshall think of the cornmeal body scrub. Yeah, we kind of skipped over that part, but that was like the the spa treatment that the lady offered the two of them when they glommed together. Yeah, there there was some more jokes about how horrible this pizza place is. <laughs> right. We cut back to Robin and Barney at Tim Hortons, and the woman behind the counter at the Tim Hortons kind of shaming Robin for being American. Or not shaming her, but pointing just out. Saying she, she, oh, she's calling her out for being American because she doesn't know all these Canadian things. Right. Yeah. She didn't watch the hockey game. She didn't say please or thank you. Robin feels like a woman in between, a con- in between two countries. We're in Chicago again. Marshall doesn't want the pizza anymore. <laughs> Don't look at it. That's a rookie mistake. <laughs> Apparently Marshall left Lily about 20 messages, never got a hold of her. He thinks she's really pissed. And said, you know, the messages were iterations of, it's Ted's fault, please forgive me. And Ted takes offense to this. Yeah, there's the, then they engage in a big fight about how Marshall's not doing the road trip he wanted them to do. They're not doing it the right way, and it's actually, obviously, a bigger complaint about him disappearing into Lily. Then we end up with them back in the car. Not yet, though. We're back to Barney and Robin. And Barney's very fixated on Canadian money. Apparently yeah. there's kids playing hockey, there's, there's moose, a beaver. They all have Elton John on the back. And apropos of nothing, decides to get up, stand up on a table. I guess this is a response to the cashier saying that Robin doesn't seem Canadian. But he decides to stand up and <laughs> yell a tirade <laughs> at Canadians. Like, get real money, quit letting awesome chicks like Robin Strabowski get away. Sorry, so the money thing had me wondering, and this is really nothing to do with anything, but, like, all the money has Queen Elizabeth on it, so, like, when she eventually dies and there's a new monarch, do they have to, like, make all new money? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not an answer. (laughs) All right, I guess I'll have to Google that. He goes on and, you know, insults their intelligence, and then three big Canadian dudes line up behind him, and he insults them further by pulling up his tie and telling them it's called a tie. And then we get a kid locking the door with a hockey stick. <laughs> and then kind the of doing door. a little, like... Yeah. Hand punch. Yeah. So Ted and Marshall are in the car, for some reason, listening to the Sparky book still. <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden, the Sparky story is a parallel to the Ted and Marshall <laughs> dynamic right now. And in the end, Sparky dies, which... They, they all... Kenny breaks... Kenny Rogers breaks this kind of abruptly. <laughs> But it, it spurs Marshall and Ted to forgive, cry and forgive each other. And now we have a mistake here. Oh, there's a lot of mistakes in this already. So Ted said they're best bros. Hey, you want to crank some Van Halen just like the old times? Right. But they were also eating and drinking in the car. So apparently all the rules of the Fiero don't come into play. Well, they're not in the Fiero anymore. Right. But all the flashbacks were in the Fiero. Oh, and they were eating that. Yeah. Oh, remember the giant call. beef jerky and Right, the right, and stuff? right. That's true. So, yeah, none of the... The flashbacks. So are. obviously, what I'm referring to is Van Halen would have been played because right. it would have all always been the Proclaimers, right? And they decide they're going to listen to the Sparky book again, and they're both really excited about it. It's kind of cute. We cut to the apartment. Barney's coming in on crutches with a neck brace and a black eye. He got some free treatment from the Canadian healthcare at a hospital there. When he stood up and told those people off, she thought, America's cool. And then she goes, 
And then when those guys pounded the stuffing out of you, I thought, yeah, Canadian's pretty cool, too. And she said when he was passed out, she may, she may have taken a few pokes herself of him. <laughs> and somehow in all like. of this, she decided that dual citizenship is the road for her. She can be American and Canadian. They get back to the hotel, Marshall and Ted. They wake Lily up, and she somehow didn't know they were gone, even though she did all the spa stuff without... Right. Because this story would have made more sense if they woke her up and she had been asleep since they left her earlier that day or the day before, whatever that timeline was. But yeah, apparently she got several spa treatments and just didn't notice Marshall was around. Was not Yeah, so this timeline doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it does not. Lily was sort of sad that she missed going to the pizza place with them, but then she wasn't because they apparently got food poisoning. (laughs) And we get Marshall. um, God, my stomach. Damn you, Gazolas. Ted says, it's like a hot ball of lead. Then Marshall yells, baby, cut it out of me. I felt that way before eating something. (laughs) It's like, cut it out of me. Oh, man. So Ted and Marshall are back. I guess they're driving back towards New York and reminiscing about the trip and how great it is to drink tantrum again. Lily had four cans, and then they don't notice she's gone. Turns out she's on the roof of the car as they're driving, <laughs> screaming tantrum. <laughs> and, and then I have to pee. <laughs> and that's the episode. All right, where do we you got think I got that really fast? Yeah, I mean there wasn't a lot of lines to point out, right? And the the storylines were kind of thin. Yeah. That being said, where do you think I ranked it? Oh, let's see. 97. Actually, a lot higher. I ranked it 52. Really? Yeah, I think it's because we referenced so much from the Ted and Marshall and Lily part of this. The tantrum, I think probably the sparky part, (laughs) uh, the bed and breakfast stuff, Mm -hmm. the sitting on a bench, I think we've pointed that out. (laughs) Right. So I, I think there's just a lot in there that we've we've referenced, which means that you know it's good lines if we're referencing them. True. Do you have a favorite joke? <laughs> I do. It's you know Ted's whole persona as he's bouncing in with the shrimp fried rice and his shrimp fried rice totally. <laughs> Mine I think has to be the Lily has to pee sequences. <laughs> okay. Because they 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 set it up very well each time, and it having lived with you and traveled on road trips with you. <laughs> I really felt seen. Because it was between that and the tantrum stuff. But I think I'm going to go with the P. Okay. I do have a worst joke. I already mentioned it. Do you mm-hmm. have one? I do. I, I, I had one, and then I maybe have a second one as we were talking. So my first one, we skipped over it in our recap, but it's when Lily, Marshall, and Ted all get in the car, and Lily jumps in with, you guys want to talk about bitches? I'm kidding. They're called women. Yeah. Yeah. Low-hanging fruit. Yeah, didn't like it. But then I also really didn't care for Barney's... Let's see, where did it go? So it, oh, okay. So, so it's easier for me to edit. So I, there, I found another one as we were talking about it when, like, Barney and Robin are talking about how she's going to do the dual citizenship. Barney goes, I see. And Robin says, oh, you understand? And he says, no, I can see out of my left eye again. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I remember that. The next episode is Bagpipes. Oh, that's right. I remember that storyline, obviously. I don't remember what the other storyline is. I think it's the one where Barney keeps giving Marshall advice on <laughs> relationships. <laughs> with the whole washing the dish. Right. Oh, that's a good one. 
you guys never fight? Horse apples. <laughs> you fight all the time. <laughs> all right, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, that part's really good. I think the whole thing with the old couple upstairs doing it and being too loud is filler. Okay. Sort of like the Robin citizenship story here. Mm-hmm. Which was, it's, it's weird when the lesser of the two stories ends up the title right. story. And they're doing it again next week with bagpipes. It's the lesser of the two stories. Right. Very true. Okay. Jen, tell people how they can find us. You can find us at RunkleRecaps.com, on Twitter at RunkleRecaps, on Instagram underscore How I Met Your Podcast underscore, or you can email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. Before we go, I have one more story to tell. I have to pee. Okay, then. Maybe I'll save it till next week. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Bye.